Today's podcast is sponsored by Casper. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash GOT and use the GOT promo code during checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Game of Thrones podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Game of Thrones on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we are ready for season six. I, I know I am. Revving it up. I don't know if you are. I am You ready. have a lot of work to do with <laughs> with uh, spoiler casts. And, but I don't uh, have Mad Men this year. That's right. So, like, I can fully, fully, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. You replaced it with Banshee and Penny Dreadful. I got Banshee <laughs> and Penny Dreadful that I'm doing with my co-host Cecily. Uh, uh, Jim's not per- involved in those productions, but... Nothing on the scale of Mad Men so far, and right. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Plus, um, you know, as I'm sure people are still shocked to to find out that George Martin did not get his uh, long-awaited Winds of Winter out. Yeah. So I, you know, if you're a big fan of spoiler section, uh, just real real briefly, what we will not be talking about in this podcast is any kind of spoilers at all. That's casting news. That's theories for the future. That's anything with any kind of book knowledge at all. Mm-hmm. We are kicking that to Friday, as we did last year. We're going to have a spoiler-friendly preview. So if you're not read the books, this is a safe space for you. We have a completely separate show that we have for spoilers only. Yep. Uh, and we've got a lot to talk about there. But... It's an exciting season. It is an exciting season. Because it's so fucking weird. <laughs> I think if you're a book first fan, it must be a kind of a crushing, disappointing experience. Because I'm oh, yeah. not really familiar with this ever have happened before. Where the adaptations of the book flip places and you're essentially now writing an adaptive novel based on... <laughs> <laughs> the series that right. was based on the original novel like it's it's like if i don't know episodes four five and six of star wars had been books yes and then episodes one two and three had been movies and they wrote the novelizations of the movie yeah it's it's real weird it's really hard it's to make an analogy and it seems like it's bummed out george martin as you'd imagine mm-hmm. it's bummed out the fan base um but i think it's bummed out a certain part of the fan base because it hasn't bummed me out i'm yeah. i've never read a, a single word of the book and the good news so is by far the massive majority Majority of people are show first fans, so it's not going right. to really impinge. And to the extent that Germ's writing is, you know, to, to the extent that the magic is from George Martin himself, that's the scary. And thing. that it, it just working on an outline without all of the details finally put in place, you know, people have been skeptical sometimes when the double D's, which is our pet name for the showrunners. Mm-hmm. Um, when they kind of color outside the lines, well, now they'll be writing the lines. Yeah, they're they're taking it all over, and it's you know they're still going to have guidance from Martin. He's sure. he's going to let them know what he plans on doing in the books. But this is you know it's exciting. It's it's a little scary. I don't think they're going to fuck it up, but I also can't see the book first people liking. Whatever they put on screen. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how good it is. Sure. It doesn't matter, you know, how exciting it is. They're probably going to feel disappointed because they've invested years and years and years of their lives into these books. And those are the things that they really view as the the primary canon here, you know? Yeah, and I imagine, I, ma- I think there'll be a few percentage points of really hardcore book fans that just skip this season entirely. Yes. Yeah. And like, you know what? I'm going to sit this on the shelf. 
I'm going to cancel my HBO for subscription. I'm going to wait another five, ten years, however long it takes uh-huh. for the movies to come out, and then I'm going to get my box set out like a fine wine. Um, what I'm what I'm really curious about is let's say that the next two, and it sounds like, have you heard the rumors that just came out the late last week or two that the Double Ds have decided? It might not even be a rumor; it might just be a fact that they're going to take the final, what was going to be the final eight season, and they couldn't fit it into ten episodes. And ten episodes has been eight. Season eight or season seven? Season seven. Okay. So this is season six. Season seven, they think they got 13 episodes of content left after this season. Okay. And they've also famously said, we can only do 10 episodes. It's not a laziness thing. It's literally money and getting time. everyone across three continents right. <laughs> and all this shit and all the post-production. Like, we literally do uh, post-production up until the thing's released. We have a mini vacation and we get right back to shooting. Yeah. So it's like there's just literally not enough time for more than 10 episodes or 10 hours of content. Shoot so, it all on a soundstage. It'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Just do puppets, South Park animation. <laughs> they can get shit turned around in a week. Come on, guys. Yep. Uh, but they've said that they've got 13 episodes, which means they think they're going to do an AMC-like 8 yep. and 7 split. Because, again, they can't literally get it all done. That's 15 episodes. What? Wait, I'm six sorry. 6 and 7? Maybe six and seven. Okay. I'm not so good on the math. <laughs> All right. Also, I'm going to warn but... you, I am not in mid-season shape as far as pronunciations or spellings or any of that stuff. <laughs> so, like, it always is a little rough the first week or two before I get my hand around, uh, my, my tongue back around the dialogue and the, the characters. Yeah, I've been away from this for a year. It's... So, the other thing I, I, I want to talk about this impact is since we're leapfrogging the books this season, mm-hmm. um, I'm bringing Jim to the spoiler section. Right. So, he has not been privy to anything as yet but mm-hmm. in the the three days between this podcast and us recording friday i'm going to take him onto youtube and take him on to alt shift x and show <laughs> him a couple mind-blowing videos and like fully reveal some of the the, the major tinfoil theories uh that that have not been a- a- addressed on the show and then we'll talk about that friday but the upshot is um you know the hallmark of the spoiler section has always been the tinfoil theory of the week i got one, maybe two, maybe three. I'm, I'm, I've got, a, I've got my eyes on this third one. That's super interesting, but it's, it's still developing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was really counting on a book coming out. So uh, I think what this is going to shift into the spoiler, the tinfoil spoiler section is going to shift into what does the show tell us to confirm or deny? Long, we're going to revisit some of these tinfoil theories and say whether things okay. prove or disprove them. So which is still exciting. It's just not right. going to be like. Hey, look at this crazy theory that might blow your mind. It's going to be more like, hey, that crazy yeah. theory can't be true, or half of it's true, and now the other missing piece is this, and what is? It? So there, there's still going to be lots to talk about. It's just not going to be. And this might actually be a good time for people who were adverse to spoilers before to jump in on that part of the podcast with us because we don't really have spoilers beyond this. We have a couple characters. There, who, there are who there, have a... there is a there is a particular sequence or a complete sequence from the book that I thought they were just going to omit yeah. involving the Greyjoys that is going to be largely stuff right out of the last book or two. But other than that, I mean, there are no spoilers to get. So yes. come along with the ride, um, for the ride with us and, you know, check out like what everyone has been talking about yeah. as far as spoilers go and, and you know, the theorizing that everyone's done. And and if you want to check out the old tinfoil theories, I actually have an archive that I link in every show notes that shows which episode we talked about which theory. 
uh, and you can actually hot link to those and, and listen to them on your phone or whatever. So yeah. uh, that's I kind of you know that's a that's a long talk about spoilers and how we're going to handle them. But uh, I, I did you know that's that's the big big news of the season that uh, this is a book adaptation that is no longer it's original screenplay starting right next week. Right. You can't not talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about that. I'm sure people have uh, feedback uh, for us, uh, mm-hmm. how they kind of feel, how they're going to go forward with it. Uh, but I background watched the last season uh, okay. in preparation for this. I so... watched the last three episodes. And, <laughs> okay. Uh, because I felt like that's what I needed to get kind of plugged back in. That gives you kind of the end, like where all the characters end up. Yeah. I think. Um, I've been all spending, the major players. I've been spending a lot of time in the Game of Thrones and the Song of Ice and Fire subreddit. Okay. Um, yeah. And, you know, so there's, you're, you're ready to go. Yeah. There are people in the forums at forums.baldmove.com that are rare to talk about that. Uh, that's the other thing about spoilers is um, I'm still going to have two show threads, a spoiler and non-spoiler. So I know that even though we're going beyond the books, you're still going to have a lot of stuff. A lot of book knowledge is going to be coloring your expectations for the future. So please right. be kind to everybody and, and keep the spoiler stuff in the spoiler thread. When in doubt, post it in the spoiler thread. Okay. So uh, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to just kind of talk about... Do you want to bring everybody up to speed on where these characters landed at the end of the... Yeah, sure. I've got a couple outlines, the ones that I found interesting in the last uh, couple of episodes. Uh, okay. One of the ones I'm really interesting interested in is Sam announcing the fact that he's heading down to the Citadel to forge his maester's yeah. chains at Old Town. He's got a lot of reading to do. He's got a lot of reading. And, you know, the one thing that we've bemoaned these characters not having is a lack of work. They have a lack of working knowledge about dragons and White Walkers. Mm-hmm. And we also know that the maesters have been poo-pooing the magical aspects in favor of science and reason, which you know. Okay, I'm all for I, that. I, I yeah. can't, I can't, I can't fault their uh, their focus. Right, but I mean, but when the dragons start flying, exactly. it's time to dust off the the the, the heebie-jeebie bound in yeah. human flesh volumes and spiky Iceman attack. Let's <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's bust out the let's dust off the old volumes sure. and look at some lore yeah let's let's talk about the so-called dragon glass <laughs> yeah um but i'm let's i'm excited about, about so-called that valerian steel too yes let's talk about it all because holy shit that thing seems like it's the business for taking right. out white walkers can new dragon steel be forged uh, i don't has know has that process been lost we that those are all great interesting questions and you know what I feel like that the the Sam plot could have this basis of this really interesting kind of unraveling a mystery with a very hard time limit right thing to it, and I I kind of like that stuff. I like smart yeah. dudes reading. It books feels like and figuring shit out, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? Where yeah. they've got this time limit, like the doom is coming, and they have to read through this big tome. The master's going to return to the Hellmouth <laughs> right. before prom. Yeah, and they have to figure out how to not ruin the dance. Uh, and I, yeah, I'm excited to see Sam doing what he likes to do. The Dance with Dragons, would you uh-huh. say? Yeah. Uh, okay, so there's one plot line. Okay. Uh, Danny's adventures with the Dothraki. She's kidnapped at the yep. moment. She And, and uh, my prediction for season six is it's going to be an inverse of season two, which is going to be Drogon wander, wandering the Dothraki Sea saying... Where is my mommy? <laughs> okay. Over and over and over again. He's going to like have it. a romantic dalliance with uh, uh, Zaro Zon <laughs> Duck Sauce or whatever the hell his name is. Uh-huh. Then Duck uh, Sauce gets grayscale. I mean, we've all seen the trailers. Drogon features prominently. He's he's always you know soaring yeah. over the hills and menacing. That's the end game, right? Like they can take her into whatever slavery they want, mm-hmm. but 
I feel like Drogon's got enough residual loyalty to her that he's not going to put up with her being sold into slavery or retired so. as a... Because that's one of the... She she helped him escape uh, when he was getting speared to death. Uh, sure. She rode him off into the sunset. The CG, mounted, mounted badly rubber, composite rubber sunset. Rubber Drogon, sure. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, but I feel like that that's that's going to be interesting. That's there's going to be some keys between Tyrion and her. Tyrion's going to use more of his book knowledge. She's going to use more of her mother's intuition to kind of tame these dragons, and that's the end game we're looking for. Okay, at, on this plot line, it's, it seems to me that Tyrion is going to help her a lot. I mean, the one thing we've been complaining about Danny is. She's very confused and for the most part. Inexperienced and, and, and doesn't know how to handle these gibbet, situations. A fart in the wind, yes. Right. So having someone like Tyrion who is kind of experienced in everything yes. um, to guide her is I think gonna be a huge boon for her. Plus, like, I mean, that scene with him and Varys where they're like, Oh, it's just a, the it's a damn shame we don't have anybody who knows how to efficiently run a corrupt city. Right. <laughs> I, oh, that's, oh, we do. That's 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 great. I, <laughs> yeah. I I am so happy to see that show. Uh, for a second, for a second showing, right? Uh, anything else? I mean, there's also the interest. I'm, I'm kind of curious. They're, they're chasing her down. What about the romance plot here? With who? With Jorah or with, with Dario? Both. Okay. Because this is essentially they're going off into the woods to track her down. There's going to be yeah. the not idly do the leaves of Lothlorien fall moment where they find her brooch or whatever she dropped out there. Of course. Um. Somehow. And, and I don't know. I mean, what's your read on the situation here? Like her, how does she feel about the two men? Oh, man. Uh, it's tough to say. Like, at the end of that, I mean, she clearly comes around on Jorah after he kills a few guys in the the arena. But comes around as a protector and an advisor or it, comes around yeah. as a romantic interest? Maybe not romantic. I don't know. She's in it pretty heavy with Dario at the moment. Uh, and I think, you know, it's a little more age-appropriate. <laughs> Sure. A, a little more. Uh, she seems to. He seems to fit her better. I guess. Well, that. So the other Jorah. thing is, Jorah's got grayscale, right? So I don't think he would want to be too near her. And I wonder. I wonder if the fact that because if he didn't have grayscale, I, I don't know that him being kind of her protector and advisor would be enough. But since he knows he's going to die and can't get that close to her anyway. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's how they're going to kind of smooth that romantic triangle over. Because I don't think yeah. there's much of a triangle there. I really don't see much attraction from Danny. Uh, Dario finds out about the grayscale. Yeah. On this road trip, he's got he, to. I, it, 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 I think it does damage to the character if he doesn't. Okay. Because they've shown him to be very street smart and perceptive. Yeah. And more so than the average uh, the average bear. So mm-hmm. I feel like if he if he doesn't find out before... What, um, uh, 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 God damn it, the bear, uh, <laughs> Jorah, the bear? before oh. Jorah, before Jorah has to reveal it for some bullshit reason, it'll yeah. do a little bit of damage to the character for me. Okay. Uh, we already talked about Tyrion and Varys ruling Marine. Mm-hmm. Uh, one burning question I've got in my mind is what becomes of Brienne's plotline? Because that's a real good question. It's kind of at its end at the moment, right? In both the books and, the TV series, it's very much up in the air, but in very the geography and the circumstances could not be more different. Really? So I'm wondering, you know, in, in in both the books and the show, I'm wondering. I mean, it seems like the natural thing is to put her and Jamie back together. Okay, I would like that. They got very close. They uh-huh. went. They they got geographically separated. They've had very different experiences, but and they've changed a lot as people. 
uh, now bring them back together and see what what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's also wrapped up in what the hell is Sansa doing, right? Like, Theon and Sansa jump off the wall at the end of last season. We presume they're alive. We we talked a lot about the snowbanks. Yeah. Uh, the high high wall snowbanks of Winterfell. The Russians on YouTube year. have helpfully right. uh, myth busted this. You can, in fact, jump it's off a six-story building, floor yep. building into a sizable snowbank and be just fine. As long as you're Russian. Uh, you uh, have to have 50% of vodka by uh-huh. volume in your body, but, uh, you know, yeah, uh, so, I'm sure Reek could get stinking drunk. So they're kind of, you know, orbiting around each other there in that location. Maybe they connect again? I don't know. This show has a way of, like, not connecting people who are sitting right next to each other. Well, the thing is, if you bring Brienne and Sansa together, what's Sansa's reaction? She's already said, I don't need your help, and I don't want it. Well, now, also, has that did, changed? She did light the candle, and Brienne did not come. That's true. Yeah. So... She didn't really have time to come, though, right? Like, yeah, they, I, they had to run away and jump off the wall quickly. Hmm. Like, I don't know. The the war started. I guess maybe she had time, I mean, I guess the expectation... She just never saw that, it. That, and we talked about how ridiculous that plot is. Like, really, you're going to light a candle... And you're going to see it, and From then what? Yeah, right. You're just going to launch into your... Knock on the gates. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, there's a candle lit in the third-story window. By rights, the woman, the girl is mine. I, <laughs> I, I yeah. I, there was always a little bit of uh, step one, right. candle, step two, question, step three, rescue. So now they're all outside the wall. But I think Sansa might have reason to be distrustful of Brienne. Yeah. That's one more person that's promised to protect me and you fuck you sold me out. Yeah, and I mean a lot of last season was Sansa coming into her own, right? And like taking matters into her own hands. Like I know Littlefinger was kind of pushing her around, but he was teaching her and also mm-hmm. I get the feeling that Sansa was starting to play a, another game for mm-hmm. a, her own game mm-hmm. that that was not Littlefinger's. Yeah. Um so I think even if her and Brianna meet up, Brian meet up, um, she might not be, you know, wanting a hand to hold. Yeah, she might want to take things into her own hands. Yeah, no, I'm I'm interested in her meeting Brian. I'm interested in her meeting Littlefinger. Like, Will what she? Is, what I mean, she Littlef- can't stick around Winterfell. I don't. No, but I so, think that I mean it'd be foolish that she. Ne- I mean, I don't know if it's this season or two seasons from now. Yeah, she but needs to... at some point, Littlefinger's going to be in front of her, and words will be exchanged. Now, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe she'll be like, you're right. Uh, you put me in a situation. I was strong enough to overcome it. I went through some shit. <laughs> yeah, but that's understating it. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what her reaction would be. I could see it being all over the map. So let's talk about Littlefinger. Well, before we do that, I want to talk about Theon. Oh, yeah. And how, again, like, I almost, on the spoiler cast last year, swore that I'd eat this horrifying scorpion. Oh, good. I'm glad That we didn't. have in the... the, the it's, it's perfectly edible, but mm-hmm. that's like saying, I don't know, uh, the sea urchin is perfectly edible. Well, I, I've eaten sea urchin. I'm talking about spines and all. Like, it's just oh, a horrifying okay. no, thought. No. To, or like, like eating a thistle. Eating you might oil. be able to eat a thistle, but I, I don't want it. Um, and I backed off because I'm like, okay, wait a second. There's still a, like a 1% chance... That they'll bring this 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 large Greyjoy intrigue in the books. They're going to adapt it in some for in some way, dish it out to us as show watchers. 
and you can see some dudes in heavy plate squid based armor in some of the trailers, which is kind of uh, all the evidence we need that says that there's, there's going to be more to do Greyjoys. Right, their sigil is the squid. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't, I honestly have no idea, especially without being in a spoiler huh. section, what I could say about you know what is. What is Theon Zark? He has no penis. <laughs> right. He has no. He has the claim to the Greyjoy. Throne he's got no penis, after. and he's got no balls. I mean, I don't know that, physically, but yeah, that's the thing. Like he's he's second. In, he's first in line to the throne behind his father, but he has no way to get progeny. Sure, unless he's fathered some bastards out there, and he wants to legitimize. Which is, let's face it, entirely possible. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'm less concerned about like where he ends up politically and more mm-hmm. where he ends up mentally yeah um because he's been seriously fucked up and i felt like there was a moment where sansa broke through to him when they were talking about the her brother yeah, and then she chucked miranda off the roof it definitely right he is, he's so, definitely snapped the the total bolton control right and i wouldn't say he's back no theon's not back it would be by very stretch, unrealistic but, if that's just a binary thing like, right yeah, you know Darth Vader throws power. You can do that in Star Wars. I don't think you can do that in Game of Thrones. Yeah, but but Sansa is kind of paving a road for him to to get out of the reek mentality. Uh, and now that he's free, I, I don't know. I mean, how scared is he going to be of Ramsay once he's outside these walls? Sure. And um, what is he San- might still be scared? He probably well, should. And I don't think Sansa is going to be like, oh, thank you for saving me because he's let a lot of opportunities to be the hero kind of slip by. And, right. you know... So conspicuously, when Ramsey comes to that room and... and... And also, really conspicuously, he backed his own family over the Starks and arguably led to the whole Stark downfall. Right. Like, that completely changed the, the course of the war. The mm-hmm. Greyjoys deciding, instead of joining him, to start invading him and splitting his, his forces up, so... Yeah, we'll see where he goes. Uh, right now, he's falling potentially to his death off the side of Winterfell. <laughs> potentially. Uh, I also want to talk about Jamie. Uh, uh-huh. How does Jamie salvage the Dornish situation? Well, I feel like maybe we should talk about Littlefinger. Stay within this okay. world because there's a lot of stuff still wrapped up with Sansa, right? Okay, I do. I, I definitely want to make sure we we don't leave Jamie because all we talked about no, is I, we want to see him with Brienne. I but... think I want to use some stepping stones like Littlefinger okay. to Cersei to Jamie, maybe. All right. Um, and then, you know, uh, what's his name? The singing, uh, sellsword fucking, I can't remember his name now. Uh, Braun. Braun. Too many Braun brand brand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Littlefinger has promised, has been promised to be made warden of the North if he goes up and he kills, uh, the Bolton armies and, and, uh, What's his fucking name? Who got his head Stannis? chopped by Brienne? Yeah, in Stannis' army. Mm-hmm. If he takes Winterfell and he destroys the armies up there, Cersei's going to make him warden of the North. Now, I don't know if she's lying to him. I don't know if he would even know that. He might. He probably would. Well, I, even if she's, if whether she's lying to him or not, Cersei's ability to keep her word is very much in doubt with me. Sure. Yeah. Is she uh, even it's, in it's, control? It's anymore? on a whim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it seems to be like, oh well, circumstances have changed. I've changed my mind. Yeah. Uh, she can do that at any moment. Well, but Littlefinger the, the High should... Septon could put her in this position or right. her own people in court who are, who are not super impressed. And she's just come off this humiliation. The only thing she's got is Robert the Strong. The mountain? Which ain't nothing. Yes. Yeah. Z- zombie mountain. Okay. 
never heard him named Robert the Strong. I don't know. I think they said that in the last episode, but that's his huh. name in the book. Okay. They they do a little bit more of an effort of making it like some. I, but I no. I I feel like if you make it to the end of Dance of Dragons, and you don't realize Robert the Strong is the resurrected corpse of Gregor. Uh, Clegane, okay. you you are you need a fourth step review. Oh, uh, so they called the guy in armor who we may or may not know is the mountain, the new Kingsguard guy who's taken a vow of silence until he can defeat all our enemies. He's Robert they, the Strong. Okay, so he's like considered like a separate character yes. almost until it's revealed. Which obviously, but it's already you been can't, revealed. You, you can't trot the... out this Frankenstein character in right. court. He's got to be, and he's the strong. So he's like this mystery knight, which is another. I know, which is another thing that kind of runs throughout the the books. This this theme. It, this. I, I feel like it might work better on the page. Yeah, because oh. you don't have the visual cues. Every single time where Martin has played like a kind of a a, a shadowy character who's another character, he in the show they just dispense with that entirely because you can't do it. Right, you can't put. Right. I mean, this isn't Superman. You can't put glasses on a guy and be like, oh, my God, it's Robert Strong. Oh, he took his. Oh, God, it's Gregor. You <laughs> right. know, it just doesn't work. Okay. Gotcha. This guy is such a physical specimen. You can't put his bloated purple face <laughs> no, into no way. a mask and say, "Oh, he's taking a vow of silence," and then do a close up of the eye holes, sure, with his mottled skin. Uh, so, so Littlefinger's probably headed up north. Yeah, uh, there is a hot. T- Speaking of that, there is a hot take that if you look at the mountains mottled eyeball skin mm-hmm. that's showing through that, and you cross reference that with the last known look of Joffrey. It's pretty that there's some there's some suggestion that maybe he fashioned the 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 mountain the zombie mountain with Joffrey's head. It would be way too small. Well, but it's covered with a fucking helmet. You put a a kid's head on a giant's body. But can you imagine? It's gonna look like the the, the whole point of this is an that inverse Mister Potato Head. The, the whole point of this theory is like what a fuck it's going to be when he finally remo- re, uh, like let's say he's victorious okay. and he wins his battle. The Cersei's going to need him win- to win, right. which we don't know. But it'll probably involve some kind of trial with the Septons. Okay, like imagine he pull he's victorious and pulls shit. off and it's dead Joffrey there. But, so okay, does Cersei know about this? Cersei, a, no, I wouldn't think so. Okay, so she'd be just as disgusted. She might have him killed for That's that. That's the thing. I, I mean, don't. I don't think the Highburn is an idiot, and you that have would to be, be a huge mistake. You have him. to be a fool, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a cool vi- mental visual to see her like. I know why would right. she now want if they him... brought back Oberyn yeah. and, and put you sure. know Joffrey's head on his body? I could see it because he's got no head. But like, why <laughs> bring back the mountain and put another head on him? Yeah, no, I don't know. There's a lot of interesting... but it would be an old an old switcheroo on the audience. Yeah, I just nah, I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Well, I didn't. I didn't think so either for the, many of the same reasons. But it's okay. cool. One of those cool theories. So, Littlefinger, what what do you think his game plan is? I mean, he clearly wants to become. I don't gather know, power. man. He's climbing this ladder of chaos, and yeah. how high can he get before he gets his head? He's already the off. warden of the west. Yeah. No, the 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 east or the Vale or wherever. Yeah. And now he's going to be warden of the north if she keeps his word, so that sews and up. And if he can accomplish the mission. I mean, he's still got to take out the Boltons, right? Yeah, but I mean, if he if he succeeds, and I have no love for the Boltons, I'm kind of pulling for him. Me too, yeah. Uh, that makes him the Lord par- Paramount of, like, two major sections. Like, by size, the North is the largest, and the Vale is one of outside of, like, the, you know... Well, I don't know. It's the richest outside of, like, the, the Westerlands and the Reach... Okay. So it's like your third banana. 
but it's, still, it's it ain't also, nothing. It's also very hard to invade because of the mountains. So, well, unless you're White Walkers, which we know winter is coming, and sure. the first stop is Winterfell. The first stop is the sure. north, right? So, and there's a question. He about, might be directly in the path of that. There's a question about how far south the winter actually comes. Okay, and and also, I think this time it might want to come all the way south. Th- that's the thing is, in like since it's a magic base kind of thing anyway, it could be that yes, on your average winter, it never gets more than yeah a couple a light dusting of snow in King's Landing. Mm-hmm. But when the White Walkers come, it could be full on a fucking ice age. Yeah, so we'll see. We will. Uh, things. But yeah, I, I don't, don't know if they're looking. I great honestly, for don't finger. know what little. I mean, you. Know, that's. I, I did this thing a couple times last year in a spoiler cast where I'm like, you know, what is Martin playing at? Is Martin telling a conventional fairy tale where the good guys win, or is he telling a grim fairy tale where the bad guys win? Yeah. Or if you don't want to call them bad, like an unexplainable, supernatural, otherworldly intelligence versus mankind and mankind loses. It's a okay. essentially a, a, a Lovecraft story. All right. Uh, I don't know. I really couldn't tell you. I don't I don't. It either. seems like, you know, in popular fiction, the humans would win. Sure. Like, in every encounter I can think of with aliens, the humans win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... But there are, I mean, that's the thing. Like, there are, if this is more of a horror Stephen right. King novel, you can have, there's, there's first of all, there's victories, at, but at what cost? Sure. And yeah. there's also, like, sometimes, you know, the huma- huma- forces of humanity lose to the forces of horror. Right. And I, in some ways, I think that's a more interesting story. And also, especially if, if maybe we've done something to deserve it. Sure. Like... If, all this infighting. That's the thing that gets me about the the current... Uh, scenario here, the stage that's been set is there's all th- this little war is coming at a very bad time for the larger war, which is the war with the the undead, the, well, the icy north. Do we have a cause and effect? Is the White Walkers coming? Okay. Are the White Walkers coming, and it's just fortuitous that the entire Seven Kingdoms are embroiled in civil war and have been steadily weakening themselves and not and burning right. their crops right before winter and said or. Is all the civil war and infighting and all the corruption and injustice the thing that brought is, – is, are they like some kind of um, mechanism to restore some sort of balance? Sure. Or is, is it you know th- seeing an advantage and exploiting it by the yeah. White Walkers? And, and if anything, the show is further ahead as far as the White Walker lore and what they're up to right. in, 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 in the books in many cases. So mm-hmm. that, that, that's a very open question. Like, what okay. is Martin playing at? What kind of story is he telling? Won't know for a few more years. No. Um, so let's go to Cersei. Okay. Kind of, kind of leapfrogging here over to Cersei. She just got out of the jail. Uh, she's got the mountain by her side. She's angry. She's been shamed. Uh, I feel like there needs to be a rampage. There needs to be... Oh, I think you're going to get a rampage. A Cersei, Jamie mountain rampage next season. This season. Okay. Why would... So... Well, Jamie's on his way back, and he's also angry. <laughs> and right. he's burying the corpse of their uh, yet another child. Exactly. The the second of three. And and recall that last season, from this prophecy, they actually did another kind of mind-blowing thing, which is they moved the prophecy of Ma- Maggie the Frog, the little the woods witch, yep. where she says that you're going to have three children with golden hair, and they're all going to bear golden uh, uh, shrouds, mm-hmm. and this is something that's kind of been fracturing the sanity of uh, Cersei for a long time, and now... Her lover comes back bearing the second corpse. And she's got one left. And you saw what kind of kind of maniacal 
hold she has on Tommen's safety and well-being, what is she going to do now? Yeah, I think she's going to... Does she take Jamie back? <laughs> you know, the... the... What is it? The more you tighten your grasp, the more yeah. slip through your fingers. The that... more sun slip through your fingers. Right. I, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. She's going to go, oh, God, we've lost two of the three. Yeah. I need to keep a tight hold on the third one. Um, does she I... start? Does she, does she renew a boning program with Jamie? <laughs> we have to, Why we have not? to build our ranks back point, up. Yes. At this point, go for it. Well, like, so I don't. How mad is she going to be at Jamie? How mad is Jamie going to be at her? Because it's she's not going like to be they, all, uh, she's going to have all the anger. They, they've all grown. They've grown apart, right? Right. But on the other hand, and, and she was angry that like that he wasn't doing anything about this, and that's why he promised to go over there and get yeah. Mar- Marcella and sure. bring her back. Like he promised to do this thing, he's failed. It cost Oops, the life sure. of their kid. She's going to be pissed. And what? What is? And that's in the thing. meantime, he wasn't here to protect her from this. This. Car- cardinal whatever the fuck it's called yeah, the high the birds. Septon, the high what? sparrow the sparrows yes thank you but that's the thing like also we're leaving out dorn's agency in this because yeah. the prince down there wanted no part or did he of all this I don't think double so. cross i don't think so either but yeah, i think bashir was totally like hands <laughs> off bashir. on this thing but yeah. whether he wanted or not he's got it yep and that's yep. the thing like can i mean before cersei does anything to dorn uh, she's got a rest control of her city back from the sparrows. That's so I, the I think they, we're going to definitely see some house clearing. Yeah, they can't fight on another front, at least not overtly. I want to see how these fuckers take down the mountain in full plate armor when he's dead already, and they he's got <laughs> he's got a six foot sword, and they've got basically hammers. He's just gonna Zangief. He's just gonna spin <laughs> yeah. around with his sword out. He's gonna be cracking men's skulls <laughs> between his thighs like so many walnuts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not even I can't wait. Sake. What a fucking rampage! I'm. They, it better be badass. There's going to be a violent separation of church and state <laughs> in the season. <laughs> I, I certainly I hope think so. so. Uh, but then again, uh, the sparrows are the people's champion. That's so right. She risked turning the city, the public, even her. more against her, which right. makes me think. Like, I mean, could we see at the end of the season Jamie and Cersei ruling as queen and king regent? Uh, I mean, I don't know how uh, this. I, that's obviously how does the bloodline stuff. It doesn't. Work it doesn't. But if everyone oh, is against you facto. already, and they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to run this shit. Okay. And we're going to be just. We're going to be brazen like the kings it, of old. If Cersei marries Jaime, does that make him the king? Queen, king regent or whatever king. Well, I mean, again, the bloodlines don't work out at all. I I know because the only reason you know, but that, but that, marrying. A, a princess marrying someone else from another kingdom makes her the queen. But how would she... That's the thing. How would either one Wouldn't of them become work? king first? Oh, that's right, because she's not even the queen. But now what they could uh, do is that. that she's the queen regent right now, and uh-huh. he could be the king regent. Sure. And jo- yeah. they, they So they could rule through their immature son. And I think, you know, there, there's a scene in the previews where she's talking to yeah. to what's-his-nuts. What What is her other son's name? Tom, uh, yeah, Tom, uh, telling him he's got to be strong and, and lead, and so I think that's what's going to happen, right? But the thing she's, is, she's kinda... it's still going to be this battle between Marjorie and Cersei. That's yes. not over yet. And how? Yeah, like she did her shame walk. How's Marjorie getting out of prison? Right, because we know that the uh, the Martells are not amused by mm-hmm. any of this bullshit happening with their. But sibling. one of them's over in Iron Bank Land. That's Mace. 
ineffectual. So there, that's right. that's another interesting ripple. He's having no luck getting money or settling the crown's debts because they're like, yeah. "Hey, we back Stannis, and we think he's gonna come and, and fuck you." But he's not. But <laughs> not, so I wonder if suddenly the Iron Bank is a little bit more receptive to renewing the credit line of the original maybe clientele. How do they find out about that? Oh, like they know. when I mean, when your champion they're, dies, they're too big to fail. They got they got spies all over. I guess so. Yeah, I mean they got like tons Paris. of money. They're, they're, they're they like share they share a home office with the faceless men. If they want to know, they can find a way to know. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's interesting. So they may get a little help from there. Yeah, because like I, it seems like outside of Dorne, there is a shortage of people who are ready to vie for the throne. I guess Littlefinger, if he ever turns traitor. Right, right. Dorne seems to be the capital of people with armies now. Because <laughs> uh, you had, you know, the, the original War of Five Kings was Rob Stark. He's dead. Uh, mm-hmm. The great uh, uh, Balin Greyjoy, who's still fucking around on Greyjoy Island. <laughs> uh, you had... Uh, Stannis. Yep, Stannis. He's dead. Uh, who's dead? Who else? Uh, oh, oh, his brother, uh, Rinley. Oh right, right. Who's also dead? Yeah. So there's no more pretenders left, and in, in, in ostensibly the kingdom should be settling the fuck down, but we know it's not. So right. Uh, so Jamie, you wanted to talk about Jamie? I think we kind of talked about it. Essentially, he's mad. What you know? How's he going to salvage the Dornish situation with Rosella? Because he's still got Prince Bashir, who I think wants peace, but at how, at what price can it be made now? Uh-huh. Uh huh. The Cersei accept him, you know. They really tease the whole Robert the Strong thing hard in a trailer with her choosing violence over peaceful resolution. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Should we go over to Dorne? Should we talk a little bit about... I don't know what to say about Dorne, because on well, the one hand... Well, Arya, we definitely got to talk about... Oh, oh so you're, you're mistaking Dorne for um, across the narrow sea. Dorne's oh, shit. Dorne south. is... Sa- that's right. On the same continent. Yeah, they're in Bravos, okay. the gotcha. kind of Venetian city of, of Bravos. Do you want? Yes. Yeah, we should talk about Arya because she's okay. getting up. Uh, if you want to see Dare, uh, Arya's arc, it looks like just watch season one of Daredevil. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Specifically, the origin story with him and Stick because it seems like she's blind. She's being te- taught to use her other four senses. She's running rooftop to rooftop with a bunch of wire foo enabled. Uh, all that shit looks cool. Yeah, all that shit looks really it's a, cool. It's a long, it's a Rocky Four training montage, you know. Yeah. Um, I, and it's another curious hybrid between some parts of her character are are seem to be far advanced from what the books are, and there's some like some of that rooftop the rooftop shit is straight out of some of her training montage in the books. So okay, um, you know that that's an interesting experience as a fan to be kind of like in both both spots there. I have this running theory in my head about oh. Arya and that she might die. Uh, so becoming no one could be, you know, code for drinking from this fountain or whatever, dying, being prepped, real death. put yeah. into the Hall of Faces, and then just becoming no one in that some in that these, these people, whoever they are, um, the faceless men can use her face and so we might like i'm wondering if we don't lose or the character is it like a borg-like collective because we've seen with the wizards um, right over in uh that one city that i can't remember anymore um the, the house of the undying where danny went to get her dragons back mm-hmm. um they had a similar situation where they all had kind of shared the same face and we, yeah. we got the white situation where we've already got this thing where 
you know, you're kind of undead or undying or in this death-like state. You still have some kind of will and consciousness, but it's being subsumed by some other entity. So it'd be interesting right. if the Faceless Men were another branch off that same tree. And that, like, the character of Arya needs to die, whatever that means in this context, yeah. become just a face for them to use, and we will still identify with Arya as a character through her face, but not necessarily through that actual literal character. You know, it's very arguable that that's one of the things I've been fascinated by the magical system that Martin's put in place is that it's got many different gods Mm -hmm. and many different ways. Like, you know, you got the old gods that seem to be, you know, cold and like these nature magic. And then you've got the Lord of light. Who's the, the seven, which is kind of an inert, almost fictional myth- mythological gods that you, that people still believe in. And you got the Red Lord, the Lord of Light, who can actually fucking bring people back to fire or back to life and set shit on fire. Yeah. But I think it's interesting that the Faceless Men unify all these from in the one true god, Death. And I wonder if in Martin's world all of these magical systems are connected by this deeper kind of layer of... And I don't know if there's an intelligence behind that, if there's an actual god, or if it's just yeah. untapped mystical power... That mm-hmm. could be quantified and scientifically explained if you if you actually sat down to do sure. it, but no one like has. the force. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. That's because that's a that's a lot of part of the world building that I'm excited to see unfold, and we're going to get to it in the show first, right? And we have seen other people who have been blind, right? Like the old black man who uh, cost who who walks out in the alley when she's you know cut down a bird or whatever. Yes, and she's about to get in a fight right he walks out and they run away i think that guy was blind yep um so it looks like there is like some kind of transitional thing here that she has sure. to undergo and she just hasn't done it yet uh and maybe we'll see that by the end of this season yeah uh we have conspicuously refrained from commenting on one particular character john snow right because it's the one that everybody's talking about it's i i'm kind of so, I mean, this is stuff that's being debated, and we're exactly the point in the books that we are in this TV show where, I mean, exactly. Like, the yeah. final scene is essentially where we leave him at the books. Okay. We're living in a world where people can be brought back from the dead. Right. So much so that you start wondering, you know, what if, – if, if because we've, we've been used to this world where anyone can die, but that means a lot less if anyone can also come back to life. Sure. So, on the one hand, Jon Snow seems to be a central character. On mm-hmm. the other hand, it would be very Martin-esque if he's just dead. Yeah. Like, he's not... He was the he was the other shining hope that you put all your marbles behind, and it's going to have to be Sam figuring shit out at Old Town because he's, uh-huh. he's not coming back. I don't... That's interesting. I find it hard to believe, and I will say that I think that the marketing people in HBO uh, and, and affiliated show are geniuses because... He's if if he's in the trailers, it's only as a corpse. There's not right. even a yep. tease. And in mm-hmm. the teasers, they show all these dead people, Ned and Rob Stark and Catelyn, and then they show John. It's like, ah, John's dead, but then they then they pan up and it's everybody that you know is alive. Tyrion's there and Jamie's there and Cersei's there and Arya's right. there. So like they're really as good a job as you can do in this is this age of kind of providing that secrecy. And and keeping the audience guessing. So, what does your gut say? Is he dead or is he alive? My gut says he's coming back. Okay. I mean, he's too. I feel a tone of disappointment as you say. Yeah, that. yeah. Like I don't, I don't particularly like people being res- resurrected unless you're the mountain and you're there just to cause havoc. 
and to reap some some souls. Uh, I just I don't know. It's, it's fine if he does, I guess. It, it won't bother me from like a storytelling perspective because it's well within this world to do that. It's what, just and, and also, I, I would be disappointed that they bring back this main character without you know any any to do. The thing about coming back to life in Martin lore is it's never free yeah and it's never like, looks good yeah like the whites <laughs> obviously they they might have memories they might actually have their full conscious memory but they're subsumed by this malevolent we think force yeah um in the case of like uh you know Beric dundarian the one who was brought back to life by the thoris of Mir that Arya and the hound met uh he had been resurrected four five six plus times and every time he came back a, he was more of a shadow like he couldn't remember like he can, he remembered he used to live in a castle, but he couldn't remember where it was. He remembered he was betrothed to a woman, but he couldn't tell you what it looked like. He becomes almost this ghost inside the machine. Yeah, and I, I think it's cool that you can bring someone back, but maybe they're actually transformed as a character, right? And yeah, it, also, he won't be the same Jon Snow. Well, I, and, and he that, can't be right. And and also uh, the one thing that Maester Aemon said that they squeezed into the show was that you have to kill the boy so that the man may live, right? And that's kind of an elegant way to take a character who's like this boyish optimistic and turn him into the motherfucker he needs to be to win a war. Right. To of, actually of, get of killed extinction. by being naive. <laughs> yeah. That that is an interesting way to go about now, like what do the Black Brothers do? Like there's a whole lot of questions right. about like this guy just pops off as like uh the other thing that a lot of people have said that's interesting is that, you know, death frees you from your vows to the Night's Watch. Right. So if he comes back to life, can he hold lands? Can he father children now? Um, can he be that, king? Is he going to come back as a white? Is he going to come back as a... Because, uh, uh, you know, you had all these uh, apocryphal stories about the Night's King and, and who his identity is, and he seems to, you know... He, he had that stare off with John. Is he going to like kind of be the anti version of that? Or is he going to be his successor? Is he going to be raised with fire from the Lord of the Light? Just... Is he going to warg into you? Use the stark power of warging to warg in the ghost and kind of chill in the wolf body for a while. Shoot fire from his eyes and bolts of lightning from his arse. Right? Who knows? And he come going back to break and... Zod's neck uh, and and <laughs> turn his back on everything that he stood for. Who knows? We don't. We really don't know. And I I don't feel like I can really speculate. It's it's just kind of up in the so air. So your let me ask you this: gut yeah. gut gut check. He comes back first episode. Okay. No, yes or no. I mean, oh. oh, God. This is such a contrast on The Walking Dead. No, he doesn't come back first episode. Okay, uh, first three episodes. Yes. I think that's, in fact, if I would lay money, I think the third episode is exactly where he comes back. Okay. No special knowledge. I'm just saying that the, I feel like if they address this right away, there's, there's why even have the mystery? Like, that's a genuine cliffhanger that has, and, and it's not, it's not just what happened, but it's what's going to happen next, and to deal with all that. I almost don't even want to see him rezzed. Oh, really? I, I almost want it to be like, we come back to the north, and like Jon Snow is doing his thing. And we're like, what the fuck? I, that's a little And then too... we find out over the course of the episode like how it all happened. I don't know. That feels a little too Tarantino for me. I okay. kinda, and plus, I want to see someone <laughs> brought back from the dead, man. I think that's... You kind of saw the that's mountain. That's dramatic. Yeah, well. Yeah. We've seen bit. we've seen a little bit of people rezzing. And I don't know about the mountain. I really don't know is he like a golem type where he's completely animated by 
some sorcery that Kyburn's put into him? Is he more yeah. of a... Uh, is is he still essentially just a Gregor Clegane who's a, uh, a Lannister loyal, loyalist? Like, what kind of... How much of the mountain is still in that guy? Good question. I don't know. Uh, can we talk about the Hound briefly? The sure. Hound was not in Season 5. Uh, you seem to be... You seem to have some kind of bug up your ass for thinking the Hound was not dead oh, well, you back don't see in the day. You, you don't, don't see, see his body. Die. You, you don't see him it. get practically crippled falling off a sure a thing and then they just leave him there and uh-huh. he's stabbed and like or, or no he's not stabbed uh-huh. Arya just leaves him there to die coming back no are we are we ready to say the hound not coming back are you ready because i was ready the moment they left him on that bluff uh you know i will I have to wait <laughs> oh, till friday god damn it <laughs> uh, have to wait spoiler cast okay another that. another person who was not in season five bran bran hodor his buddies up way up in the north, completely absent from season five. That means to me, that says that he's going to be a large player in the battle to come. I do want to talk about, because I famously called the, uh, you know, the, the one eyed Raven, Saruman, the dingy, because he was such an unimpressive characterization of this ancient tree spirit. Uh That's, that's tootling brain. And I'm happy to note that he's been replaced by Max von Sydow. Okay. Sido? I don't know how you pronounce it. He's the either. you've late last seen he's he's been in a ton of shit. Yeah. And he's an oppressive dude, but you've most recently seen him in The Force Awakens as the vaguely Obi-Wan-ish Kenobi character who gives the, the beginning, yeah. missing piece of the map to Luke Skywalker to Poe Dameron. Yep. Um I, I yeah, I'm I'm I don't know it's, if it's, it's inexplic- this season, I don't know why but... they fucking showed him at all. When they could have shown him in Shrouded in Shadows and preserved the mystery, if they're just going to recast him, that kind right. of still drives me crazy. But going away from him for a year, um, you know, I'm going to expect to come back to Bran. He's going to be taller than Hodor. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. And he's going he's going to be, be carrying Hodor. Around. He's it's no, it's going to be this weird Empire Strikes Back thing where Hodor is going to be carrying Bran on his back like Yoda, and then Yo- uh-huh. and then Bran is going to have another backpack with the one-eyed Raven on his. It's going to okay. be Yoda three times removed, and and Infinite the one-eyed Raven will have the girl in his yes. in his bag. Yes, he will. All right. I, he's got to be a big player. Uh, go to me the and, conspicuous absence. Uh, of that force up at the north, sure. um, kind of being behind enemy lines in a weird way. Yeah, uh, that's got to come into play. And the trailer's got intriguing because we see Bran walking, or oh, at least standing right. upright, yeah, and we confronted do. by the Night's King. So and don't we see him more? No, that's a flashback, the yeah. warning out thing. But I feel like that's that is really set your mind on fire. Like, is his training going so well that his power? Is is that is is this essentially him going into the dark cave and dig? I'm I'm doing a lot of Star Wars references because yeah, that's what well, I do. But sure. is this him going into the cave of uh, uh, Dagobah, gaining and, confidence, and, or is this like oh shitless? shit, the 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 eye of Sauron is upon us now? Like I hope you're strong enough, kid, because yeah. you just fucking kicked the psychic tiger in his ass, and now what? Here's his claws and teeth. I don't know. It's a bunch of magic up there. Sure. Anything could happen. Yeah. Uh, he could turn into The thing is, is the, uh, the, the White Walker's got to know he's there because they actively tried to prevent him from making it to the tree. Yeah. So, I, I mean, news traveled back to their leaders, yeah. Sure. I mean, there's it, some, it might instantly travel. I don't know. There's some kind of power in the cave and with that child of the forest that keeps yeah. him at bay. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm right. really curious to find out more about this uh, one-eyed crow character and Bran's training and... Uh, 
yeah. you know, skipping him all last year, I feel like we're going to get heavy doses of him in the first few episodes. Okay. To just kind of reintroduce it and, and get that plot line picked back up and dusted off. Sounds good. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, or should we get the feedback? No, I'm not quite sure where they're going to go with uh, Grey Worm and Missandei this year. It, it seems like, <laughs> you know, they developed a relationship over the, the course couple. of last sure. year, and I don't know where that's going. One of them must die, of course. <laughs> Probably the man, because, you know, Valor Magulis. Uh <laughs> I think man is in the uh, mankind's yeah, I, I know, the word, you sexist pig. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I... I don't know where that relationship is going, but I'm not that interested, frankly. I, it always felt a little weird to me. You know what? I actually was interested, and really? yet they refused to do what I would consider anything interesting with it all right. last season. So I'm like, yeah. it is kind of interesting to take a very small piece. Like, There's like a two or three sentence throw-off line in the books about these, um, you know, uh, unsullied forming some kind of human relationship with women from a comfort, like a, almost a mother level. Yeah. Uh, and they, I thought it was an interesting idea to take that and actually personalize it in the form of Grey Worm and Miss Sandy. Mm-hmm. But man, it, I, I, I'm, nah, nah, that concept is, is not interesting enough to carry whatever they're doing. And maybe it's the character, the actors, actresses, they're just not magnetic enough. Maybe. To sell what kind of relationship this is. But, I mean, that's and... that's the character of Grey Worm, right? Like, he's not going to be magnetic. He's had all of his emotions and humanity beaten out of him. Yeah, but, like, you know, that, that I think that, does, that doesn't do justice to work like Leonard Nimoy does, bringing, like, a, 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 essentially right. the same Half character, Spock. Head, sure. He has mm-hmm. been emotionally neutered yeah. by his training and his culture. A data from Star Trek as another, right. you know, like, all basically all that's of fair. the... You know, the emergency medical hologram. Like, there's Star Trek's loaded with these. And, and a certain, a, a certain, it takes a certain type of character charisma to play a character with no emotion or alien type emotions or things that you can't relate to as far as, like, you know, something basic as far as how you feel about sexual attraction and mm-hmm. emotional intimacy and present that in an interesting way. And right. this guy, don't know if he's got it. Okay. We'll see. Uh, the other thing is, this is likely going to be a season of dragons. I mean, we we saw when Tyrion met up with Danny last season. Sure, uh, he was like, "Look, you're not the mother of the Unsullied. You're mm-hmm. the mother of dragons. Let's fucking do this thing." And we, and see... I, and we see Drogon flying over what I think are the corpses of a million uh, Dothraki raiders. <laughs> I, I think are like, they corpses? And that's the, they look like corpses to me. The, the great thing about being the mother of dragons. Uh huh. Is that dragon's fire won't hurt you. And so, like, you can stand in a crowd of 100 people. Uh, Drogon can breathe fire down on her, and she'll be just fine. Whereas everyone around her will be dead. Like, that's, she's immune to the weapon, right? Yeah, that's debatable. It's like, well, mm, really? I, I know, I, really? I, I, hey, look, I can't really defend it. Maybe we can. Th- that's, that's something to okay. talk more about on Friday, but... But that that's is like certainly being... something that's de- that you could debate whether that uh, she has true immunity to fire or if right. there's some special circumstances of that. I don't I- know. I'm going on the, the immunity to fire angle. I always have. Sure, if she's uh, got an asbestos birthday suit, then right. Being Th- that's a like dragon... being immune to a nuclear bomb, like radiation yeah, and an explosion, just... 
and just using that as your weapon. You know what? I'm going to take my. I'm going to advance. I'm just going to have a sword, and I'm going to wear armor, and I just want the dragons to breathe fire as a carpet in front of me, and right. I'm just going to march right into the 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 uh, uh, king's landing, and I'm going to sit on the throne. It's already melted. Yeah, and I'm just going to have the dragons blast me with fire twenty four seven. Right, and who's going to touch? Who's going to stop me? Who's going to touch me? Nobody. So I I don't know. I, I think that's cool. Yeah, that's a cool. It has a lot of potential. Sure. Uh, especially with whatever whatever this Dothraki scene with Drogon flying over it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I think we've we've gotten a pretty good uh, recap of where we're at and where we're going. Do you want to get yeah. into feedback, or do you have a couple last-minute thoughts? No, I'm ready for feedback. Today's sponsor is Casper. They're the purveyor of superior online mattresses. Uh, as a special offer, you can go to casper.com slash GOT and get $50 off your first order, and you're going to want to take advantage of this after I tell you about this mattress. Now, they shipped one out to me the beginning of last year, and I'm on, you know, going on a year and a half on my Casper experience, and it's still going strong. It's by far my favorite mattress I ever had, and here's the thing. Like, I bought several mattresses before. The mattress that this replaced was only about four years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's king size. Man, try to get one of those mattresses home without paying shipping charges or, you know, just hauling it up the stairs. This king size mattress came in a tightly packed box it was about three foot it's about the size of lord Tyrion. It's three foot by two foot by two okay. foot uh, you slice that they, they 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 give you a tool that allows you to, to slice it open without harming the mattress and it just expands and uh you know it, it it takes a bit to expand you flop it up on whatever you were had your bed before and it's an instant upgrade it's got just the right sink, just the right bounce, because they use two technologies. It's not just memory foam. It's a hybrid of latex and memory foam, which I find. I, I found some of the other competing memory foam, foam mattresses a little bit unforgiving. Mm-hmm. But this, man, I think it's it's the perfect mattress for me. Hasn't gone lumpy on you? Hasn't gotten lumpy. It looks, it's, I just took all the, sh- the, the sheets and stuff off of it to give it kind of an honest appraisal. It looks exactly like the day I first got it out of the box. Okay. And it has got also a risk-free trial and return policy. This is what I like. Yeah. And, you know, I actually got word from a Bald Move fan. I act, I've got a lot of unsolicited feedback from people that have used this the, our, our deal. You can go to casper.com slash GOT to get a special offer, $50 off your mattress purchase. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a lot of a positive. One person that said, you know, it wasn't quite for, uh, for them. And they were skeptical of how easy it would be to return. But not only did they call and Casper worked with them for back and forth a couple of times with different toppers and uh, different arrangements to try to get it to custom fit their sleeping needs. Uh-huh. But as is their word, within 100 days, you call them and say you want out of your house, full refund, and they will either donate the mattress or have it recycled. And they just pick it up and they said it's all exactly as we said in the ad. So it's nice to hear uh, even a negative experience if you didn't like the product, it's risk-free. Yeah. Find any other mattress place. Go up to a mattress store and say, I want to take this mattress home and sleep <laughs> on it for 99 nights and then chuck right. it back at you if you don't like it. It's not going to happen. That's the thing. I mean, it's kind of essential with an online mattress. You need a trial period. Yeah. But, like, in a store, you only get, like, a 10-minute trial period. <laughs> and you don't have sheets on it. Right. It's not in your environment. Uh-huh. Like it's uh, Here, but- you can take it home. You can test it. And if you don't like it, within... Over three months. Yes. That's a long time to test That's definitely enough to get an idea of whether it's for you or not. Absolutely. So it's like, why not try this first if you're in, a, if you're in the market for a new mattress? The prices are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting at $500 for a twin size, all the way up to $950 for a king size. By the way, it's only $900 if you use casper.com slash GOT. Mm-hmm. Ship it to your door. 
it makes transportation a breeze. Uh, I cannot recommend these mattresses enough. If you're in the market for one, check it out. They're made in America. Boom. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're making mattresses great here again. One more time, go to casper.com slash GOT and use the promo code GOT during checkout to get $50 towards a mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, before the, we move on to feedback, uh, we've been through our first year of Club Bald Move. It's, it's going strong. It's still just a buck a month if you buy the year subscription or two bucks a month if you go month to month. Club Bald Move at club.baldmove.com. And we got something cool coming out. It's the last episode of the House Forester, No Rules Just Right, playthrough yep. of Telltale's Game of Thrones video game. Yeah, I don't know if we advertised this very heavily last season. We did it a bit, but we had we we just didn't do internal advertising very well yeah. last season. But if, if you want to get an idea of what this is like, you can go to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash baldmove, and we've got two whole seasons of The Walking Dead Telltale in the free section. Yeah. You can get an idea of like kind of what we get up to and our sense of humor about it. But we essentially try to take the path less taken. Like most people go with the heroic or the courageous or the non-asshole skill tree, and we pride ourselves on the lowest amount of percentage points for the players to select the options that we do. Um, sometimes we screw up, and you just gotta kill a Bolton or something like that. But mostly, we we stay true to the to the course, and the good times had by all. And it's a great way to support independent podcasting because the only way we can do the extent of coverage we can of Game of Thrones, not to mention all the other stuff we get up to, is by being full-time independent podcasters. And you can help out and get a bunch of free content and ad-free feeds. You never have to listen to a pitch like this again just by going to club.baldmove.com and perusing your sign-up options. Club.baldmove.com. Feedback, as always, Game of Thrones at baldmove.com. Um... And forums, forums.baldmove.com, there'll be a spoiler thread and a uh, non-spoiler thread for each episode going up on Saturday night for us to discuss. Uh, Starting things off with Chelsea from New Orleans, who we're going to revisit in the spoiler section because she's got some thoughts, but I wanted to get a non-spoiler while you're still unsullied. Yep. Uh, Her main thrust of her question was, are there any characters who you've become very attached to where you would be devastated if they died? Tyrion. Tyrion across the board. I mean, Tyrion's the best character in Game of Thrones, period. Tyrion, it's hard, to the extent that it's almost like, I understand that eventually Marvel's going to have to say goodbye to to Robert Downey Jr. Uh as Iron Man and Tony Stark, but it's hard to imagine because so much of what's funny and interesting and cool about that is that character. Yeah. Game of Thrones is the same way. Like you take, you take Tyrion out of the equation. I think a number one, and this show is half as colorful and interesting. And Peter Dinklage is a fucking boss, man. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Did you see a Saturday Night Live performance? Uh, was it the afraid and naked? Yeah, naked and afraid. That thing? was one yeah, of them. I, I did see that. Yeah, I, he had I a lot of mixed reviews, but I will say that he was fearless. Like he did. Well, this... he played the straight man in a lot of that stuff. So like, but he also did a space pants. Did you see his space pants? <laughs> no, that sounds amazing. He, yeah, it was him as a dwarf musician who was wearing like tight pants that had the cosmos on it. Oh, and he was singing like a song David about Bowie style, yeah, or, like, or, or, or think maybe even more German, like German pop synth, like that's kind of band. Oh no, I mean Labyrinth David Bowie wearing oh, the Cosmos oh. pants. Yeah, yeah, uh, and he's saying he's just singing about his space pants in the middle of a <laughs> mafia, in the middle of a mafia hit going down, okay. and I'm like. 
man, I don't care if the I rest of the episode that. sucks. That is so sublime. I love it. Yeah. And and that's the thing. He was just up he's, for anything. You throw him in with Leslie Jones, this right. six foot six, terrifying black woman, and he's naked and afraid celebrity edition. Uh-huh. That shit worked. Yeah, he, he's a beast. I mean, station agent. He like yes. he's so good. That's the thing. We saw station agent since the last filming. Someone commissioned yeah. it as yeah. a result of us being enthused and. He is like you should. That's on Netflix for free right now. Go mm-hmm. watch the Station Agent if you like Peter Dinklage because it is amazing. Yeah, it's a very quiet like. That's got Bobby Carnavale and or Carnavale. <laughs> God damn it, Carnival. whatever his fucking Bobby name Carnival. Is. Hey, I'm Bobby Carnival. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, tune. What was that? The Bad Fortuna. Bone Fortuna. <laughs> Bone Fortuna. I don't know. Yeah, that's, I'm 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 mixing my. Uh, Okay. Boardwalk Empire into my Game of Thrones, and it's it's like tuna and peanut butter. It's not too taste great. <laughs> taste it tastes great together. Anyway, Station Age, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tyrion. Uh, my, I, I'll pitch the question to myself. Arya. Arya Real? dying okay, would yeah. feel like everything about the Starks was worthless. Like every everything that was good, uh, even I mean, she's at, at this point a twisted really? version of Ed's nobility. Uh huh. Um, but if she dies, like I, you know, Sansa, I've never really like. If, if she dies, so that Sansa beca- can become the badass Stark that writes everything wrong, or like maybe Sansa dies and it's just poor little Rickon as this nine-year-old boy king. I, I don't like Bran? that at all. Bran's still in the mix. Yeah, Bran, Bran is becoming. He's like Doctor Manhattan, though. You know what I'm saying? And that he's all powerful. Like- no, and that these strange abilities are. It's making him harder and harder to relate oh, to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he's becoming more and more detached. They had dialogue in season four about you know the longer you spend in your wolf, the more you know kind of weak you get, and the, the the less relatable. And we need him to be our hero, I suppose. Yeah. So no, I mean Arya of all the Starks, like even John, um, Arya is the one that I'm particularly attached to. Now they've done such a good job with developing all of these characters really that i i think they could lose Tyrion, and i wouldn't be like you know what fuck this show or anything no 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 i would be bummed out but i would still be gung-ho about the show so like there's no one character that would just make me throw my hands up and say fuck it yeah i'm done yeah and i feel the same way but those are the ones that would really get me they would suck Uh, yeah some some combination of brian and jamie yeah really bum me out yeah that's what i was thinking too like you kill jamie off i'm i don't know Bran, I'm not sure where she fits in, like, story One of them has point, to survive but... to the end, because they have some kind of story that they're telling together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, if I had to put, place my bet, I'd say Jamie dies and Brienne survives somehow. Right. Um, I don't know. That's, that's, I'm trying to think if, like, because Varys, I like Varys, and I like Littlefinger, but yeah, if they it died, it'd be like, yeah, that's about right. Uh-huh. That's about right. Danny would Especially confuse me, because it seems like she's being built up to be... The fire to Jon Snow's ice. Right. Like, that's the, you know... Uh, and I mean, what fucking Fairly hope? popular theory, if you've been following the Song of Ice and Fire thus far, is it'd <laughs> right. be like, oh, here's the ice guy, and here's the young, the attractive queen. fire yep. queen, and mm-hmm, they're gonna fucking make... Right, uh, that's a pretty easy thing to jump to. Uh, but, like, also, she seems to be one of the few weapons that this land even has against the walkers now sure like all of the armies have been decimated well, you saw if what, not worse you see what dragon glass and dragon steel does you imagine what a fucking dragon exactly like it's just going to be and dry you, grass you know, with ice a and fire color. well yes guess what ice doesn't win that battle <laughs> no it doesn't so 
you gotta see her lasting, or at least the dragons being used by someone. Yeah, like could a, could Tyrion become? I've always said I want to see Tyrion riding a fucking dragon see, into King's Landing. We see in the I'm back, trailer, bitches. We taste this, Cersei. Sure, sure. <laughs> we see if your cheekbones can save you now. <laughs> uh, we we see him go down into the crypts. Now it could be some like you know marketing trick cutting fuckery, but it does look like he's going down to test some theories on dragon rearing. Right. That he has, uh, which is exciting. And they breathe fire at the camera. Yeah. Do they breathe fire at Tyrion? I don't know. Do they and consume I, him? Because that that could also be a, a clever reuse of some scenes from last season where guys yeah. did get caught on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, when when she sacrificed the some of the wise old masters or whatever the fuck they're called, the ruling elite. Yeah. I think the situation of Marine is just kind of fascinating anyway. Yeah, it's gotten so fucked up. I'm interested to see how Tyrion's going to try and like. Ride it's it. like a it's a super hyper version of the French Revolution. Okay, except for someone got <laughs> su- su- except for someone on high <laughs> said, "Nah, you can't do what you want to do, which is line everybody up and guillotine them." Right, you gotta play nice. Like it's mm-hmm. that kind of simmering powder keg. And uh, now who's Marquis de Sade? <laughs> yeah, Ma- Mar- Marquis de Sade. I don't know. Uh, I think the, the Marquis is Tyrion is, be, is the is the <laughs> sadiest of them all. Okay, yeah. I think so. He's in the brothels more often than not. Sure, sure. I actually Joffrey. Well, he's done. He's yeah, gone. he's he's finished. There are no more Marquis nope. de Sades in this thing. Um, okay, uh, so that's. I, I, is there any other character? It might turn out to be Sam. Sam might be the Marquis de Sade, being a writer. Oh. Being a, being a scholar okay, and all, sure, and he's you know writing his amateur yeah pornography involving right. his fat and he, now he's gotten a and... taste of his of. Of the sweet life, sure. Maybe you can't get enough. Got the taste of the gillyfish. Maybe it twists him. Uh, I'll, I'll, that's another one. Uh, honestly, Sam would be pretty, pretty big blow. I've become attached to that little yeah. round guy. How how would Sam die? I mean, he's on his way to the Citadel. So once many he gets ways to, the to die ci- in this. Are you are you trying right. to get him killed? No, but once you get to the Citadel, like, he doesn't have enemies at the Citadel, right? But he might make them. I mean. You know, they don't want him to be around Gilly either. It's yeah. not like uh, Jon Snow makes that point last season. So yeah. I don't know if Sam is safe, but he's certainly safer. Well, he's got it. Anytime a character has an active mission that doesn't seem to be like beat the Lannisters or win the war. Right. They Yeah, they're, they're probably not going to meet an end until they get along that mission. Sure. Um, although I, if Sam dies, it's going to be, he cracks a book. He's like, I've discovered it. The secret to dragon steel. And he turns around. I know. And then a crossbow goes through his heart. Yeah. And it's Ollie. You and, son of a bitch. Yeah. And you know, it's Jack and Hagar and he rips off his mask and it's Ollie <laughs> yeah. or Arya. Uh, Michael V says, was wanting to know what you all thought about Game of Thrones joining the series of shows that have post show recaps. Though they're not airing until the next day each episode airs. And I should say that this is official because there's like a hojillion unofficial post-show recaps such as ours. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this is official. The part that's really surprising to me is that the guys from The Ringer, uh, who are formerly from Grantland, namely Bill Simmons, Andy Greenwald, and Chris Ryan, are hosting a show um, and want to hear our thoughts on it. That does not surprise me at all. Like, that seems a natural pairing after they... You know, after Bill Simmons left Grantland... This is one of the reasons HBO brought him on board. Right, to develop this kind of content. And it, it it's a perfect fit, in my opinion. Now, yes. I don't want them to do it like Talking Dead or like and that's these the thing other is, I'm I want to be watching this very, very interested because if HBO gives them the creative freedom to yes. criticize... And obviously, this is a great show. 
It's harder to criticize. criticize. You can have spirited criticism that doesn't come off like this is just bullshit project. And right. also, right. some criticism is is the authors and the producers leading you into a trap. Sure. Like, oh, you're you're it's 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 like the prestige. You've got your eye on this thing that you're getting outraged about, and they're going to sucker punch you from over here. Right. Um, and that's part of the authentic fan experience. And if they can have the freedom, if H2 has the confidence that, hey, we've got a good show, it will survive criticism even from within, and that will actually impress and engage the fan base, that will be interesting, and I think that will be very influential because more, I think more and more people, this is, you know, if, if you hire a, essentially a professional podcaster mm-hmm. to do these post-show recaps in a way that is intellectually honest... I mean that is. I've always said that this this television criticism is going to go the way the ESPN did twenty years ago, where there's going to be so much good TV you can't keep up with all of it. There's going to be the right. equivalent of a sports center where you round it up and you have two talking heads debating it. Mm-hmm. Like, why won't that work? It's getting there. It's People are at least as passionate about their favorite entertainment as they are about their sports, and so far, most entertainment is being covered by like the likes of TMZ, and it's all this. Sure, l- yeah, it's, it's sensationalist either- and. And paid for, bought and paid for. Yeah. And I, I feel like there's room for to treat it like, you know, like it's a serious subject that people yeah. are passionate about instead of like, you know, a gossipy kind of bullshit thing. Right. Now, the thing that Michael points out that is scary is this is official. And, yes. And you, you hinted on that. You touched on it. Uh, if they don't have the freedom to to criticize, the freedom to to really speak their minds, this is going to be the same bullshit as Talking Dead, where it's useless to watch. The yes. only reason you're watching it is to find out Easter eggs yeah. and, like, hear the, the anecdotes about yep. filming yep. and what's it like on the set with T- Tyrion Lannister. Right. With Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage is funny in a genuine Is he person? really as hung as the fiction makes <laughs> him out to be? Uh, that sort of shit, which is interesting, but it's not... It's not what I'm there for. Yes. I'm there to discuss the themes of the show, discuss the art of the show. Yes. Um, and, and if you know if they can do that, I think it could be great. Yeah, I think so too. And the thing is, is like it's the the reason the things went south with Bill Simmons and ESPN is because they wanted to control what That's he true. said, even when his thing was uh, unpopular and against the company's best fiduciary interest right yeah and it would be shocking to me that he would ink a long-term deal with anyone without getting that spelled out yeah yeah so that's that and the thing is I, here's the thing hbo i think is smart enough because let's say if 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 your hosts that you that, that you consider smart and articulate and you've hired to cover this thing have a problem with something it's a good chance a vast majority of the fan base will have that. And by being right. able to debate it openly, it actually makes it more engaging and kind of gives a safety valve for some of that discontent. Uh-huh. And also, if you've got a really shitty show, um, there's the hate watch phenomenon. Like, you could actually, like, yeah, we admit it sucks. We're not going to renew it. Have fun tearing it apart on the way out. I don't know if they have that right. much confidence, but it'd be totally cool if they did. Like, okay, we made a turd. Now, I don't know how... HBO so rarely makes turds. I know it, but like let's say, let's say the that they're doing an after show about uh, the brink. The brink was okay, a mess. Okay, yeah. And can Bill Simmons and his band do that without pissing off the Tim Robbins and all the executive for the Jack Blacks? Like that's not something Hollywood does. Maybe the right. reason we have this Hollywood experience is because you know 
if you're an insider and you say something bad, you become an outsider and then you don't get the, the stuff. Oh, absolutely it is. I mean, that's the case in yeah. you know, the vast majority of, of human endeavors. But I, I think that's where you have con- – if you're Bill Simmons, you have to have confidence in your people that like our original opinions are what people are coming for, not the puff pieces we can do on Peter Dinklage and you know, Maisie Williams and right. the Double Ds. Yeah, and I – I don't know. At the same time, I'm I'm optimistic and scared because, like you said, it's very focused on the relationships here, and in Hollywood that matters a lot. And if I know that HBO tends to take a long term view on things, like mm-hmm. look, we're going to make the show we're going to make, and people are going to come later because we have this great content and catalog. We're literally taste catalog. This isn't content. TV; it's HBO, bitches. Right. So. In one way, that's good in that they might be able to see that the community wants this thing, but it will be at odds at times with what their partners want, with what the the people creating this stuff uh, want. And ultimately, they need those people. They they need everybody here, right? They they can't really afford to piss off the the content creators. They can't afford to piss off the fans too much. Mm -hmm. It's a tightrope. And and that's why a lot of the times this official marker is a bad thing. Um, I don't know that it has to be. I just think that it it can be a sort of, of death knell for the thing. Agreed. But I'm I'm interested in and in, in following because I'm I'm a fan of Bill Simmons and Andy right. Greenwell. I'm going to give it a chance, a shot. Yeah, I'm sure. definitely going to be, be watching it and see what it looks like. Yeah. Because you know nothing else. I know Bill Simmons has a TV show coming out later in the year, and this will probably be a preview, kind of like. I imagine the look and feel, like okay. what is a Bill Simmons production? I, I saw his Grantlands podcast studio; it was kind of awesome. He should do a show called what? Baseball card men. He should like <laughs> like take a sure. page out of low Kevin stakes. Smith's book. Yeah, just a low stakes thing. Like sure. he goes around to baseball card shops. He and... absolutely could do that. He used to do an <laughs> annual report of the the sports collectors memorabilia show. Oh, really? It has like this okay. big thing where, and he would always just show and like take funny pictures of all the weird characters that show up at that shit. Right. Um, Brett F. Let's talk about Littlefinger. I was wondering sure. about your predictions for same. In the previews, we see him in the snow looking around, but no one else has seen around them. He's undoubtedly going to be involved in several major plots as he is linked to several major houses of Westeros. One, he aided the Boltons by delivering Sansa. But he was secretly betting on Stannis to put Roose's head on a spike and then join Sansa as she's named Wardeness of the North. Two, he told well, Cersei... Well... Was that his game? Well, two, okay. he told Cersei that he'd deliver her Stannis's head in return for being named Warden of the North. Uh-huh. He likely did not mean what he said. He merely knew that this was his only bargaining ship to make it out of King's Landing. Cersei's not to be crossed, however foolish she is. Three, he promised Lady Olenna a young boy. Uh, could we be talking about uh, Robin of the Vale marrying Marjorie? Should, the Cersei, uh, should Cersei ruin King's Landing and the Lannister Tommons get out- ousted? <laughs> Uh, I would love to see the scene where Marjorie makes a go of Robin. Oh God! Because like I don't know how that would go down. Like I, I know he's such a disaster. Uh, like Tommen, yeah, Tommen, he's fourteen. He's horny. He's and yes, she's gorgeous. And he's, 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 like he's a he's the default setting for fourteen year old. You right. can work with that. <laughs> yeah, this guy who's like has seizure tantrums and was just wanting to suck on his mom's titty, and now he's been slapped. God knows what Littlefinger's been doing with him since she he, right. he tossed her out the window. He's been getting hit with swords for weeks. Yes, he just last we left him, he was just getting bullied. <laughs> yep, that's either going to toughen him up or kill him. I don't know. Uh, four, he has the army of the Vale at full strength and ready for winter. That's the key point. Any chance he joins up with John Stark, Sansa, Rickon, and Al- rallies the North against the Boltons? 
I mean, if if what's left of the Lannister and the royal army goes after Dorne, then literally he'll have the only army and the only realm that's been unspoiled by war on the continent. Yeah, and that I mean, does he have designs for the 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 throne? Uh, he totally could, and you know, getting Sansa in a position that he can use and and getting her on his side in some ways i i know he's playing a risky game there i'm not sure what his goal is exactly with sansa but he has some kind of relationship with sansa maybe you know she she comes in as part of that Mm -hmm. as a a piece of the puzzle for the north and he does he joins up with the starks and marches on king's landing eventually but his point is he just talked about a bunch of important people and his point is if you keep burning all these important people how long does it take to run out of goodwill who keeps trusting this guy one of these rungs on the cha- the ladder of chaos has to break, and he it, mm-hmm. he he can't keep all of his options this open. And I feel like all of his bets, like he's he's essentially covered himself. If two of them fail, then he's got the other two. Like it seems like there's no way yeah. that all of them can fail simultaneously. Because if all of them fail simultaneously, he's always got him and the veil that he can do with what as he pleases right the one thing that could bring it all crashing down is if somebody just gets a wild hair and says i've had enough of you little finger sure kills him like yeah. cersei or sansa or sansa right or theon sure any of those people could be like look i don't really have a reason for this but you've pissed yeah. me off and now you're dead sure yeah it's you know I might not be killing you for the right reasons, but right. I know you deserve death. Uh huh. You've done some shit that's worthy of death, and how many thousands and hundreds of thousands of people are dead yeah. because of your fuckery? Yeah. So I'm pulling, I'm pulling your, pulling your number. I thought honestly that was what was going to happen when he went back to King's Landing and met with Cersei. Bloody. Cersei, that's the thing. Cersei's not so bright. Yeah, she no, thinks she's not. she is. Mm-hmm. And maybe with a different out upbringing and more experience, she could be. Yeah. Uh, but she's not, and and her opinion of herself vastly outstrips her 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 perceived capabilities uh, are way shorter than her actual capabilities. Right. Whereas Tyrion's thought, the opposite. And Tyrion <laughs> was so good at you know laying that out. Like you think you're so fucking smart, and that's the thing that drives him crazy. You think yeah. you're so smart, but you're so dumb. Yeah. You just gave the kingdom over to religious fanatics. If you'd read a history book, I could actually show you. I could show you the chapter in the history book where this was done, and these very fuckers are put in power, and this many people died. You're insane. Yep. But she's, you know, been she, too busy being pretty. She didn't have to read books. Thought she could control them. Yeah. Oh, and that's well. the thing. Like, Jamie's the same kind of dumb. That's right. Don't kid yeah. yourself. No, neither of them are masterminds. It was their father who was the, the real Because he did pay brain. attention to history. Yeah. And whatnot so right. i don't know it's it's interesting we have a ton more to talk about in the spoilers but i think that's where we're going to leave it for the regular folk yep and uh, uh friday for the spoilers friday so for not, the spoilers yep. not after the music like we would nope. on other shows this is going to be a, a a a pardon the pun stark ending to the podcast <laughs> right we'll have the uh, spoiler edition out friday uh can't wait sunday night yeah. we'll have don't forget we're doing the instant takes tonight so that's right we are going that's to right. sit down to record them immediately after the episode we usually talk for 15 20 minutes and we'll be out 30 minutes after the episode you'll have our instant take which is our off the cuff not well thought out not researched unvarnished opinion every tuesday we'll have the fully produced podcast with lots of feedback and covering all the angles and then friday will be the spoiler section and i'm excited me too. A lot of work, but uh, I don't have uh, the monster of uh, uh, of Mad Men on my back at the same time. So yeah, no, this is kind of the event of the year for for me. Anyway, yes. Now that 
you know, some of my favorite shows have ended. Breaking Bad uh, used to be it. Now, it's and that's Game the thing. Like, I feel like Game of Thrones has taken a step back or two in the last year because, in the same way that some of the la- later books are perceived as weaker, they're the connective tissue from the thrilling prologue and introduction where all these characters are introduced and then then rapidly killed, and then what's sure to be an amazing finale. You know, it's it's the middle. Not not everything can be Empire Strikes Back. Like it's rare that the middle part <laughs> of the story is the most interesting. Right. It's 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 getting your characters to where they need to be and go for the climax. Mm-hmm. We're rounding into the climax. Whatever rough road needed to be regraded and repaved, I think they've done. I actually think this is going to be a big year for Game of Thrones to be back. I think so. And they'll also be freed from the prejudices, largely of the book readers. Well, I don't know. But it will be contentious. That will because be... Stannis fucking burns his daughter and people lost their goddamn minds. So I wonder how much the fan base is going to be in denial, at least the book readers, like every single time that... Yeah. Someone acts in a way that's not perceived to be in their character. Is it going to be, oh, the double Ds are fucking us? Or is it going to be, no, they've actually just read further than you? Right. I think the the focus is going to shift from like, oh, Littlefinger doesn't deliver this exact line of dialogue the way he did in the books. To, yes. To more like, oh, well, I don't think a character would act like this. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little more... <laughs> They're going to be trying to defend their love of the books, but see, and it's not going to. It's going to be ugly. The expectations always fuck with you. Not having expectations is always better. So, like when he says, "It you is," know, but if you're super loyal to a thing that you feel shorted on, or if you feel a particular line of dialogue was just perfect, and you've always wanted to see it in the book, and then they change the grammatical structure. Fine. I mean, but that's what, a subjective I, I thing. I don't care. But like, oh well, that's do. a less artful way to state it. And why did they change it? You can have the, okay. that discussion will no longer be possible to be had. It's like, was it good? No, I, I feel like I mean, there's going to be a reflexive sure. action against this season by the book readers. Is what I'm saying. I wonder. It depends on how good it is. Uh, I don't know. I've I've been reading the internet for a while now, <laughs> and I feel like well, I have a good what handle I'm saying, on. Are you going to have a vocal minority, or are you going to oh, yeah. have like? Oh yeah. Or, 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 but are you going to have like total widespread like what we saw going on in the Walking Dead subreddit after the season six finale? Are you going to have that kind of rioting? Well, I think the vocal minority in a large way shapes the conversation. So like, mm. I, I'm worried that the conversation is going to be pushed in a direction that's negative by the people who are just angry that. They don't have their book yet. Well, it's interesting because you got the r slash Game of Thrones subreddit that's show watcher first, and you've got the r slash A S O A A F, whatever the abbreviation for a song of ice and fire. And I could see there being a sharp split in those demographics. Yeah, like Game of Thrones is like right right on, it's we're loving it, and the song of ice and fire is like bullshit, we hate it. And it's also gonna be interesting to see how the podcasters roll with it too, because you know we ain't the only we ain't the only shop with their shingle out selling Game of Thrones <laughs> wares. no. And there's some that do it, some areas better, some do it, some areas worse, but uh, everyone has this kind of, like, spoiler, non-spoiler, the, their own way to handle this, and it's going to be super interesting to see how the big, well-established podcast kind of roll with this. Yep. Should be an interesting season. Yes. So we'll All see right. you guys on Friday for yeah, game spoiler of, cast. Game of, if you want some spoiler takes, uh, game, we, I got a ton of them already, but Game of Thrones at baldmove.com. Get on the forums, forums.baldmove.com, and uh, we'll see you Friday. See you then. Bye.